see to be a teacher first i request every teacher to have a discipline in becoming a teacher he should have at least the journey of music of at least 10 to 15 years then become a teacher don't learn under me for two days and start teaching someone else don't do that because you you yourself you are not equipped with the basics you will be giving a wrong guidance to another brilliant student he could be Namaste and welcome to Indian Artpreneur. I'm your host Sushma Udupa. On today's episode, we have with us the much sought after Mridangam artist, a fine performer, composer and inspiring guru and innovator, Guru Patri Satish Kumar. Having enthralled audiences across several countries including India, the Persian Gulf, Southeast Asia, Australia, Europe, USA. He also has students who are active performers all over the world. He was conferred an honorary doctorate from the Berkeley University, California in 2018. He is the curator of the Patri Drum Festival featuring legendary drummers and has been conferred titles like Mridanga Naradamani, Navayuga Nandi and many more. Let us talk to Guru Patri Satish Kumar. Namaste Satish Ji. Welcome to Indian Entrepreneur. Namaskar. I'll begin my first question with an interesting fact that I learnt about you. One of your favourite pastimes is visiting the shopping malls <laughs> and observing the colours, patterns and your presentation. Why do these elements make you curious? it's uh, it's like uh, watching colors and patterns makes me i try to see music and i i try to listen rhythm through everything so my childhood like uh, how my mother and my guru they used to tell while especially while traveling in train the track makes a beautiful rhythmic noise ta so from then my guru one day called me and while traveling together he called me and asked could you tell me what nada is that so from then i started developing an eye and an ear for whatever i see i try to see a rhythmic pattern so which in due course started my i mean it became a passion to see the colors and the way i mean after the shopping mall culture came into our life the grandier way of presentation it's i mean they have literally changed the world the way we look so it really amused me and i really like to see that that's how i started very interesting as i picked up from a conversation between you and jayanti kumareshji you have excellent presentation skills 
from the clothes you wear in your concerts <laughs> to the beautiful custom made varli tanjavur artwork and carvings that you have on your bradangam shelves why does presentation become important especially speaking in relevance to performing arts so right from our childhood uh, in today's world especially it's all about presentation which was not like that before before it used to be i mean uh, traditional means they don't want to change anything including including if there is something uh, not uh, glittery also they like to keep it like that under the name of tradition they want to maintain that whereas the see the word tradition has an internal world called edition so for me edition is tradition so that's how since the importance of i mean previously it used to be only carnatic concerts the two in temples even today most of our temples we don't get to wear even a kurta the gents especially they go with uh, just our Uh, we cover it with a some white cloth and then we present see it, that used to be the performance only to god only in the premises of the god whereas now the culture has developed and it has evolved the music concert the concert uh, way of presentation has developed so much and uh, the music halls specially designed audio engineering everything has grown up so big it's very important to be more presentable and also our uh, our collaboration with north indian and western i mean it, it always music is all about inspiration how how we get inspired looking at our elders in the same way how we get inspiration looking at other genres of music in the same way how we look at other genres of artists how they are presenting let us also present and when it comes to me yes i like to present in a brighter way because uh, i don't like to give them a feel that ayo paavam he is a musician paavam i don't like that kind of feeling like i mean for that matter everyone has a dress code like a policeman or an engineer or an it guy every or a doctor everyone has a presentation they all do they all give their uh, identity through their presentation so it is very important for an artist to have a basic attire of presenting himself ஐயோ எனக்கும் சங்கீதம் வந்தா ரொம்ப நல்லா இருக்கும் ஐயோ வை நாட் ஐ பி ஏ மியூசிஷியன் டு வேர் ஏ ட்ரெஸ் லைக் ஹிம் டு பி லைக் ஐ வாண்ட் ஆல் மியூசிஷியன்ஸ் டு ப்ரெசென்ட் மியூசிக் லைக் தேட் அஃப்கோர்ஸ் அவர் மியூசிக் டேக்ஸ் தி பிரைம் சீட் பட் ஹவு வி ப்ரெசென்ட் அவர் செல்ஸ் ஆல்சோ இஸ் மோர் இம்பார்ட்டன்ட் சின்ஸ் இட் பிகேம் மோர் விஜுவல் நவ் not just not just uh, audible it's also it has become visual also 
So it is very important to current generation. The first thing I noticed on your website is that unlike other websites, it has four sections that are uniquely named as the, dhi, tom, and nam. What was the thought behind this? Like uh, musicians or artists, artists, any art form, artists have a different mindset to present everything and to give everything more artistic way. So I thought about why not, we need four sections. Uh, like every website, when I went through other websites, they say biography and uh, recordings, this, that, like that. It's more clear. Mm. I want it in a little different way, in a little complex way, <laughs> Tadar. So I just, and also I want to introduce them, whoever sees, what is this Tadar? It sounds interesting. So they are our basics. So I want to go with the basic tone, wherein once they click, they go to the details, which is good. So I thought it should be like that. Okay. That's very interesting. Satishji, you also uh, have uh, in many interviews explained the relevance of these ta, dhi, tom, nam of the, the Bridangam mm, syllables yeah. with the Gayatri Mantra. Yeah. Can you please share some yeah. insights about that? Yeah, I mean, my, it's my guru who used to say this and he taught me this. And uh, Om Tat Dhihi Tam Namaha. That's how it's been it's been derived from Gayatri Mantra. Though the Mridangam syllables, everything was there prior to that. Because Gayatri Mantra has been, I mean, as per Vedas, Gayatri Mantra has been invented by Vishwamitra to teach. If I am correct. But, though much before, though the Mridangam syllables are there, I mean, this is one kind of inspiration that these syllables have been taken from that. Om, Tat, Dhihi, Tam, Namaha. So, Om, that Omkara Shurupam, the creator of Nada, to you, let me salute. Let me offer my salutations to you. That is the meaning of Om, Tat, Dhihi, Tam, Namaha. Let me offer my salutation to that Pranavanada, that Omkara Shurupa. That is the meaning of Tadhitamna. I mean, it's so we all start with, I mean, like in dance, they first do Namaskaram to Nataraja. So, in any, I mean, that is our way of, it's way of religion. That's how, I mean, we tend to put Namaskaram to first to our instrument and then start. Start with a prayer and then go. That's all. You hail from Vijayanagaram, a city with rich music heritage. Can you tell us something about your parents' childhood and the environment that you grew up in? Uh, yes, Vijayanagaram was considered one of the cultural capital in those days and even now in that region, because every state has a cultural capital, for that matter. I mean, for Karnataka, Mysore used to be cultural capital. And for uh, Tamil Nadu, there are two places like Tanjavur and Trichy. Madras is not cultural capital then. It's more professional capital now. 
<laughs> but the cultural capital Trichy and Tanjavur used to be cultural capitals in those days. Like that, when it comes to my native place, Dwaram Swaminayudu sir is one of the pioneer who brought out the and there were many poets, many writers, many lyricists, and um, there were so many freedom fighters. And so many great people from that native place. And I'm very fortunate and uh, very, very blessed to be born in Vijayanagaram as well as in a music family. That was an added uh, point for my musical career. Because my mother used to play violin. She was a violinist. And she used to work in a women's college as head of the department violin. And my grandmother used to play Veena, who used to be disciple of Veena Venkatramanadasu. I mean, these were old names where he used to, her guru used to play Veena like upright, keeping upright, he used to play. So it's a musical family and um, my brother used to play Mridangam. Now he became an engineer and other stuff. But he's the one who inspired me to get into. While he was learning, I used to copy, mimic him. We all do that. In our childhood, we all do. We mimic our parents, we mimic our brothers, elders. I mean, rather we mimic our elders. So in that, uh, I happened to take my brother's school box and used to play like this when he was learning in the other room. So that one day my mother saw and um, then I think it was her decision, God's decision, I mean, God's decision through her to put me in Mridangam. And of course, from day one, I mean, even before touching Mridangam itself, I used to enjoy the sounds and the vibrations and the instrument as such. Even today, I have the same passion, rather more. <laughs> That's how my childhood and my parents. Yeah. My father used to be, uh, I mean, he used to work in State Bank of India. He used to be an officer in State Bank of India. And my sister used to play violin. My brother used to play Mridangam. So it's music, environment, music, all throughout the day. We used to attend concerts in the evening. And after the concert, we all used to talk, discuss. My mother used to very specifically discuss about what happened in the concert and what a, what we all would have missed. She used to teach us, she used to tell us. She is more like a teacher mom, mom teacher. Nice. That's it. You had a special practice routine where you were made to practice Mridangam all through the night until yeah. sunrise. <laughs> Was there any special reason for this? Yeah. Uh, how did you manage your daily school work along with such intense practice routines? Yeah, say. In those days, I mean, it is pre-engineering maniac days. Pre-engineering maniac days. So, even school used to be very simple. 10 to 4 school. On 10 o'clock, school used to begin. And by 4, we used to be back home. And uh, only playing outside with friends used to be our time pass. Because 
of course though in those days uh, in my childhood there used to be valve radios in early 70s valve radios uh, where it used to work sometime we don't we were never allowed to touch that being kids we never we were never uh, allowed to touch so we never paid any attention to the radio also so the whole mindset of a, of a kid in those days used to be just a leisure time an enjoyable leisure time with little studies see how fortunate we used to be today we all got stuck with one hand we lost one hand we dedicated one hand for the cell phone so those days we used to have so much time so my mother uh, slowly made me practice for i mean of course those days we never first thing we never asked why and why should i we never asked these two so if my my mother uh, one day told me this is how you, if you want you say you are interested in music but to make it big everyone has put up their life this is not like academics she she made it very clear she made me understand so clearly about academics and vidya sangeeta vidya is far tough far deeper uh, more longer in a in the journey of a man's life that she could convey to me precisely so she said yeah you go to school you do you are given a book you study that book and you will be pushed to next class after one year after one year you you are allowed to forget this whereas in music it is not like that so it is like more like a yoga more like a breathing so she said three things to eating sleeping practice so in a day these three should be common because saturday sunday you don't have school many days we have we have passed our days without touching books but not one day without touching music so she said keep the top three priority eating sleeping practice eating sleeping practice eating sleeping practice in that the third one is practice so how you shift this when you make it first practice eating sleeping practice eating sleeping when you make your practice on top priority then you will get the so that's how then it the routine became more like more than eating practice sleep practice sleep practice sleep practice sleep so practice became so common so first day when she asked me to uh, from today you are going you have to do this you go in the night come in the morning you go with murdangam to terrace come in the morning first day i went i kept murdangam right next to me like this and i slept as <laughs> morning i came down see i never asked why should i 
though my brother my sister they were all we were all living together we never those were the times where we used to follow the instructions of our elders blindly so first day i went and slept slept and uh, when i came down she asked what did you do ma wow what air what fresh air oh you went there to sleep i thought you will practice she allowed me to understand the importance of doing sadhana why i am going to tapas not to sleep so next day pillow cut <laughs> pillow cut one mattress mridangam two bottles of water that's it that day i practiced for two hours three hours then slowly i started to lose sleep i slept little time but again in the early morning some disturbance somehow i made it i woke up and i practiced and i started liking i started liking the early morning practice so slowly in 4 5 days my routine i used to go and get on in the morning but in 10 15 days you won't believe i used to go night 10 o'clock time used to pass by like this i used to feel so in half an hour how it could be morning that means the sadhana used to absorb me into mridanga but that sadhana i can tell i could feel even today when i am talking to you i could feel that that is the best time of my life that's it even some days even now i tend to whenever it inspires me now it is we have that's what uh, this this inspiration is some this is a block this is a mental block that we keep in those days yes what was inspiring learning so gurus used to be like that inspirational and parents also i'm uh, i'm in a kind of uh, i mean and see morning till 6 6:30 i used to practice come down sleep till 9 o'clock 9 o'clock i wake up go to school come back 4 o'clock finish the at any cost i have to finish the homework in school itself some leisure periods so every day one period will be leisure so i have to finish and then come back sleep for 2 hours and even say around 7 o'clock i wake up and then i'll start my half an hour or one hour studies then night radio i have to listen to the concert slowly she got me a tape recorder and two cassettes only two cassettes though she has the ability to buy any number of cassettes she got me two cassettes telling that you record one if you and i have to give her a project report what they played that's how i got introduced to so many items who oh, have to listen to ragalapana i have to listen to item there is one this card you know this item in varadi this item in bauli this item so i have to listen that's how she inculcated the interest to listen because nowadays what happens what we learn is like a hardcore hardcore like hardware what we present on stage will be more like a software 
So the lessons we cannot present it on stage while accompanying. So it becomes a big challenge for every student. So this enabled me to understand even before going to concert, even before playing a concert, I know what is happening on stage, what will happen on stage. That's how the training used to be. Thank God for making me born pre-computer era, which allowed me to think of music and also gurus never allowed us to for a ready-made way of teaching. See, while practicing, I used to get some idea and I used to feel very great about myself. Wow, I got so much. When I used to go to my guru and tell that, oh, this thought was beautiful and he used to tell 50 more. That made me suppress, oh, this is, oh. In 5 to 10 minutes, he kept on telling more, 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 more. He knows another 50 times. That means it makes me feel, oh, so I... I could get that today. You would have gotten it some decades back. So that's how it's a methodical and uh, proper, uh, what do you call, um, time. There was so much time for us to understand and to, di to digest. You often talk about how your mother helped you learn, not with any impositions, but by making you think and reflect, thus slowly helping you to evolve in your journey as an artist. Can you share such fond memories of your mother? Um, especially, see, what I see today, the kids, how they listen to a concert, and what I have been taught when I was a kid was a fantastic, fantastic way of observing a concert, which I, I I think I already explained it many times in many of my interviews and also all my students know that every student, every music student should go to a concert. A concert for a student is like a lesson. It is not only to enjoy that evening with music, but also a learning experience, how to present themselves in future. So my mother, same, my mother again, she told me, concert, Anna, you have to go with a pen and paper. Make sure you don't get up all through. Because the Vidwans there on stage will never get up during the performance. So you, when you sit in the audience, you should feel like you are one among the artists. So don't get up. And when you, and eventually it helped me, when I sit on stage along with artists, being an artist, I will be thinking, I will be sitting as one of one of the person in the audience. Okay, see, so that I will be in connection with the audience. Whatever I play, I tend to connect with the audience. Not just I go on my own and say, oh, today music inspired me to forget the world. No. When you are there to perform on stage, though the music 
takes you to a different level. At every level, you should see yourself in the audience. So that your, your gestures, your hand postures, and the way you present, the way you react to other artists, everything will help in your growth. This is what she told. So, again, first day I went to a concert when she said, okay, ma, I'll take a pen and paper. I went to a concert. After the concert, she asked, what did you write? I said, artist name. Today this person sang vocal, this person violin, this person mridangam, and this person button. Done. So she said, is that what you understood? No, no, I understood many things. Then why you didn't put it on paper? Oh, that allowed me to say, okay, let next time. I went, I wrote artist name, I wrote all the list of songs. She said, okay, is that all you understood? And I asked her what to write. She said, are, are, Baba, he, the violinist played a raga. You know, I have not mentioned. The Mridangis played Tani. You have not mentioned O. So, concept three. I'll write everything. Then she asked, what about detailing? You need to give a detailed way of a concept. So, that's where... I started thinking like, oh my God, I shouldn't be like an audience when I sit in the audience. I should be like another artist on stage. Though I sit in the audience, from that day, I used to follow very keenly, even in, while performing, there will, while performance is going on, there will be so many slips and there are so many adjustments that happen, wherein the artists will do it beautifully. Very aesthetically, they will adjust. And they'll smile at each other. And I used to feel that I'm also connected with them. And I can also, I can, use, I can, I used to express that with the artist. So any Murdang is playing anything wrong. He first looks, he looks at me. And he smiles at me and he will play. So, I mean, the kind of involvement is very much needed for today's generation. The kind of involvement. They say we have, a, I have 100 GB of concerts. I have all concerts of KVN source. But having KVN source concert doesn't mean anything. How much you could digest out of each concert. They have sung each concert like a PhD. One can do PhD of every kacheri of the stalwart. But how much we are able to take back and the saram, how much we could take. You also play the kanjira, Sadeshji. Did you learn to play it along with Pradangam? Uh, no. I am a self-taught in kanjira. See, the involvement on stage, when I used to listen, it, I used to think that I know everything. Oh, this one can play, that I can play. Oh my God, oh, why, why is the Mrindist studying? Oh, he played so beautifully. All expression used to come in my mind. Then, the next stage, I want to join them. But how? If I go with Mrindangam, no one will allow. Because already there are senior Mrindists who are playing. So that makes me think of, why not I take up another instrument which allows me to sit with them. 
so that I can have a better understanding there and then. I can also express my expression. Rather than being silent spectator, I can be a better express better expressed artist. So that made me think. So I though I thought of taking Gatam or Kanjira, always my guru used to say Kanjira helps in the speed of Murugan. The right side. Since we have to play with one hand, it increases the speed in due course when you play Murugan. And also, play after playing Gatam to play Murugan is very tough. Though there are some problems even with Kanjira, but it is not like entirely. After playing Gatam is much tougher because you are playing on a clay pot. Whereas this is a skin, so this is much easier. So I took up that, and uh, I am very, very, very fortunate to be to play with some legendary musicians in the field of music. I mean, and the experience that I got through playing kanjira. I can say in one word is what I am today. That's it, because it helped me. How a legendary musician, how a stalwart thinks when two stal, when a stalwart vocalist and a stalwart mridangam, when they both are playing, I am put in the middle as a goat scapegoat. So that's a learning experience. It's rather. Paid learning experience. <laughs> so that's how after um, say ten years or ten to fifteen years of my journey, one day I thought of stop. I thought of stopping it because I have to focus, take my Mridangam journey a little further. So there, yes, I have decided. But even today, I play for my solos or my fusion concerts. That's it. Probably, when you grew up in the seventies, you did not have much access to technology as you have today. The ticking sound made by the clock needle was your metronome. Even getting access to concert recordings was quite challenging. So, uh, do you have any memories? on how it was to learn and practice without much help from technology see i used to go to watch shops so as a kid i used to go and uh, i used to enter in a watch shop and looking at all wall clocks which ever makes big sound of tick 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 <laughs> <laughs> they used to say Hey, why are you why are you asking that? It makes so much noise. No, no, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that I can because see, wall clock always keeps you keep it at a height. You don't keep it low. Already there is a distance problem being a kid. So I used to watch and play. When I play, I cannot hear that tick tick tick. When everything is silent, then we can hear. But once you make some noise, the the sound will go down. So it used to be quite challenging 
later after few in few days i found out with the i mean we call in hindi we call it chalan the way it is going i used to go with that or some days i used to blink my eye every two every two seconds i used to blink my eye to have a grip on the beat like that so many so many and uh, of course in those days we call i mean there is a word called ativrishti and anavrishti in those days it used to be anavrishti for music to hear whereas today it is ativrishti for listening but in a way those days we used to have so much time to digest what we heard today everything just goes like a just like that you don't remember what you ate two days or three days ago i mean it's a fast life and we think it's a fast life and we made it busy ourselves though we don't need to so that uh, takes me to my next question in today's scenario where every student has access to technology at their fingertips how do you think one can make use of technology effectively for learning arts yeah basic learning of technology is enough but unfortunately kids are working technologically than musically see they record something of their playing and then they sit for 5 hours technologically on technology they'll sit on technology for 5 hours and get the result why not they sit musically play it for 5 minutes and get away so they used to they should spend at the end of the day it is man who is playing not machine the tone the sound everything should be there should come from my fingers i may have microphones i may have so many digitally advanced technology but unless the content is there from where will you bring the sound so students should focus more see learning technology like if i can operate a computer and if i can operate the concept that i want if i can hear that that is enough i don't need to increase bass decrease the treble work on the sound pattern you don't need to whereas today's generation is focusing there they are more worried even even a student a beginner is thinking about bass treble everything it is because of exposure over exposure that's why in those days our elders used to say hey uh, it is not time for him it is not at time for him to explore that don't give him so they they used to wait and we also used to wait for them to say an s whereas today everything is available so there is no question of permission permission became more like informing that's it yeah what would be an ideal practice routine for a student 
aspiring to be a performer very simple very very simple to become a graduate every kid is going to school for 15 long years 8 hours a day isn't it with homework and project work at home another 2 hours so 10 hours a day 15 long years if one kid goes to one school or college he will get a degree isn't it so 15 long years one side 10 hours a day one side okay now i'll give an option to every student any student who works for 15 long years for 5 hours a day see i made one thing 5 half or 10 hours a day for 7 and 1/2 years they can they can become a fantastic performer of that instrument it's very simple logic see we say we are very busy yes but it is the same 24 hours same human being same art form nothing has changed so we can we can plan yes many of my students are doing good practice i am happy i don't know about others but yes many of my students are i mean and more than anything the guru also the guru also should be inspiring to the students not by telling stories by being an example because say the the word guru itself has a definite standard though we don't have a certification kind of thing for guru i have my own way of looking at who can be guru like even in sadhana there are levels of sadhanas see what my student practices i may not need to practice that kind of practice but i need something else so even for my elders my gurus they don't practice the way i practice they may practice some other way of doing practice so there are levels of sadhana it's not just one level of sadhana students should understand that and their time spent on technology should be lesser than the time that they spend on sadhana satish ji do we here have a classification or a separation between practice and sadhana or are they same revision and practice both are very different usually usually many many almost 99.9% of students get into the trap of they say we are doing sadhana and they do revise they revise all the lessons and said i did practice see revision is something for you to update sadhana is something for you to upgrade 
try to understand between the dif the difference between updating and upgrading that's it i mean to make today's kids understand this is the best example yes you do sadhana and you do you do division you have updated your lessons you did sadhana you have upgraded your lessons there is so much the the subject itself allows you to go deeper and deeper that the student is the duty of guru mainly it is the duty of guru only because kid is always like a white paper how we draw the picture it should allow him to grow it should inspire him to grow while listening to a concert we usually restrict ourselves to paying attention to only the art form that we are learning but we often hear teachers advising on the significance of uh, for example a vocal student to also listen to instrumentals and percussion so can you shed some light on what a student must observe and learn from a concert yeah this is where the point of listening to a concert listening to a live concert plays a major role it plays a major role when you go to a concert being a student we tend to every student should go before the concert starts rather before the artist arrive so that once the artist comes let the student go every student should go and meet the artist of the day not after performance to take a selfie no to take a blessing before the concert if they allow so the student should be prepared to offer a namaskaram to other to the artists of the evening big or small whether they are uh, whether he is friend of my guru or whether they both are enemy you see these kind of things should not come into a student's mind and also guru should be very very keen on making their students attend the concerts not just his others also see it is a overall it's a culture it's a culture how you are allowing a birth, i mean uh, a milk next day morning till it gets curd share how you are waiting without touching isn't it how it is developing in that pro that process of becoming milk to curd a kid should also be nurtured a overall way of presentation so meeting the artist before so that so that the artist also will have something in mind that oh today's concert those many students many students have come to this concert that increases the responsibility of the performer the guru in every artist will wake up and try to he may say something about ragalapana 
today i am going to present this ragam and the speciality that he did everything for the sake that's why i mean it, it used to be man it has to be mandated today we don't see any students they say i have it at home i have it in my laptop being in laptop doesn't mean anything being in my cell phone doesn't mean anything so learning is a process it's a process slow and steady process that one has to see see because the the government has put a rule that unless you are a graduate you are not allowed to work we are waiting otherwise do anyone wait till graduation that kind of waiting should be allowed in every form of art art is art much bigger than academics so that's where academics has a rise and a fall in form of retirement art tell me how many will retire no one wants to retire it is ever ever as ang at heart how much ever the artist becomes how much older he becomes he'll be very young at heart he likes to be like a student he has that learning culture in him as he experiences the experience of music okay i mean if if i say i'm a 40 year old musician so i like to be a 40 year old student even my guru sen says the same thing he is a 60 year old student and some are 80 year old student 90 year old students i we have in mrdangal they say we still we are learning we still art form is giving us so much so these are the things students have to understand okay it's not like a degree or a post graduation or a doctorate that we did today and tomorrow yes from tomorrow you will be called as a doctor 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 you don't know what you do one day you will retire there ends music is not something that it comes with your breathing it goes till it has to be there till your last breath you believe that an artist while performing on stage must always reciprocate with the audience how can a student aspiring to be a performer practice and develop this that's what see students 99% of students youngsters are learning to perform whereas we never learned this art form to perform i never learned mridangam to play in america or to play in australia or to play in japan or to play in france or to play in china i have not learned mridangam for that whereas because of media because of technology because of it because of everything there is nothing wrong in performing on stage at certain time but where you draw the line is the point getting opportunity yes there are opportunities as long as you have facebook or something nobody is going to deny i have an account in facebook i can start recording play something and put it 
but see, it may satisfy my soul. But is it good? Is it better? Is it best? Or is it worst? Where should we draw the line? Because, in my opinion, any student, unless he learns a minimum of 10 years intense, he cannot understand any basics of a concert performer. Today is more like uh, I can cook. I can watch YouTube and I can cook. But don't ask me whether I eat or not. Okay? Music also has become like that. I will watch YouTube, I'll perform. Don't ask me the quality. Whether one can listen that or one has to get. And unfortunately, there are friends and families who support whatever we do. So we used to do it privately. When my kid, at the age of five or four or three, put a circle and a paper with two dots and, and one uh, daddy, I said, wow, what a great artist you are. How true is that? For that age, for that moment, we certainly should say ballet and encourage the kid. Does it mean I have to go with that to the world? How can I go? How can I say my, my kid has drawn a phenomenal drawing of dad? Look how I am. If I put, don't you think the whole world will laugh at me? That's what is happening. That's it. See, for being a dad to my kid, yes, I should encourage her. But to what extent? I can put it in my room, saying that my daughter did this for me. She has, uh, she has drawn my picture as this. I can take a picture, I can keep it to myself. I shouldn't put it to the world. Whereas today, technology, everything is open. How to prevent that? So everywhere, the parents, the guru, they all need to have a taste. And kid should know to control him his emotions, not to put everything in platform. No. In that way, I can tell you, we are very lucky. We are very, we were very lucky because in those days there was there's no YouTube, no. So all our childish performances were not there in YouTube. Whereas in today's younger generation, all their childish performances are there. You are exposed at the age of five and six and seven. So how much ever brilliance you perform, brilliant, how much ever brilliance you show in music, your first impression is still at the age of five. You say, yeah, yeah, I had you. I had you from long year. You are old. So that thing of rarity. The entire generation should keep that in mind. See, unfortunately, there is one thing. Nothing is wrong. Does it mean everything is right? Also, everything is not right now. And say nothing is wrong. 
Everything is right, isn't it? Is it? No, no. Not everything is right. So we should know it is the duty of us. This is where it is the duty of guru, parents. Okay. It is not like academics where you push this. He'll go to next level. He he push that somehow. Like how in pandemic everybody has been pushed from one grade to another grade without writing anything. Yeah. Can you push in music? Where? Where will you push? One has to. That push has to come from inside. Even on stage while performing, they should understand. They should respect the co-artist. Every student should know to respect his co-artist on stage while performing. A raga lapna is meant to. It is a gateway of how he is going to what kind of. In Todi, there are ten kritis. If the vocalist sings a todi, ragalapana, depending on his kriti, he will change his ragalapana changes. Do you agree with that? Or will he sing the same todi for every kriti of? Uh, it can't be, na? Like Bhairavi, there are fifteen items in Bhairavi. Whether he, he is singing, depending on his kriti, his ragalapana will be there. So it is a signal. It is a signal that the vocalist is trying to give to audience as well as the co-artist. But today this could be the item. So, in that way, you should listen to them and they should listen to you. It's a give and take. The reciprocation should happen naturally. While Raga Lapna and Imradanki shouldn't uh, look here and there, doing some, uh, sending some message. No. While Tanya Avartanam, uh, what should I sing next? What should I, why should I, why not this, that? Looking at book, looking at cell phone, looking at message, looking at other kritis. See, it shows, it is not anything wrong. That's what I'm telling, nothing is wrong, but everything is not right. What? No, being me being on stage cannot do anything and everything that I like. No, there is a decorum, there is a decency, there is a dignity, there is a commitment. That kids should know. Hope I'm clear. My next question: Manodharma or improvisation music. It constitutes a major part of a classical music system. Be it vocal or instrumental, an artist needs to be constantly creative, and you are known to be a very, very creative as an artist. Could you share some tips with us, and also elaborate and on how you constantly observe and derive inspiration from sounds around you? That's what you have to be a very good observer. See, being a student, you have to be so sensitive to the. Sounds and moods. This is where the colors also comes. The colors. You have to be very sensitive and subtle and very very. What is that? You have to be very good student of that art form. Very sensitive student. So that that allows you to look at that problem in a more precise way. If you don't look at it, yes, it's past. It's gone. 
because on stage while playing, we encounter this every time. Same Kriti rendered by different artists. We have a phenomenal way of school change. Whereas, I have to have all my schools, all the schools of music should be there in my pocket. I should cater to everyone. So, I have to be a good, what do you call it? You need to be a magical performer. You need to be a good magician. You need to be a very subtle player. You need to be, you need to be a sensitive person musically. So everything depending on your sensitivity, depending on your acceptance. Because I may like, this is where many, many arts asks me who is my favorite artist. How can I say, I like this person, I like, I like him only, or I like her way of singing only. I cannot tell. Because it's like looking at galaxy of stars. Everything is a star that you are looking at. Everything has a beauty. Every star has its own glitter, its own way of color rendering. Isn't it? So how can I come with, oh, I like this person's music. Then, if I happen to sit with a person whom I don't like, that don't like shouldn't come to any co-artist, any musician rather. I don't like his music. I don't like his music. That means you are cutting your growth. Don't cut your growth. Try to Try to allow that growth to happen in a more methodical way. So take the essence from every artist. What they are good at, try to look at that. That makes you more sensitive in understanding the ability of that artist. Some are very flamboyant. Some are very creative on stage. Some are very sensitive, very subtle while playing. So being a mridangist, I happened to play one day, I, have, I used to play for uh, Kadri sir. And the next day, I have to go with an artist like Bombay Dishwana. Following day, I'll play with Ganesh Kumaresh. Following day, Chitra Vinaravikram. Following day, Shishank. See, you need to, everyone has their own way of setting the music. Go with their mind, not try, don't ever try to put your mind into them. Don't put your mind into their music. Go with their mind. It's very easy. You have to be very, very good reader of their mind musically. Because everyone has an expression. Every human being has an has, has a way of expressing, expressing things. So, if you are sensitive and subtle, you tend to observe what the artist is good at, what they are sensitive at, what they don't like, what they hate. So, it is very easy to score marks. You go with their ballets. Make them say ballet naturally from them. 
one four bullets, you are you are that counting is a guarantee success. Rather than putting my musical genius, so what is musical genius? When I cannot understand my co-artist, where is my brilliance? What is my brilliance? No. How sensitive you are. In that way, even when I sit with a Arangetram student, it is my duty to give him that him or her the comfort that they already they got petrified that we are playing. Or some legendary musician, or some great um, big performers are playing. They are they are already in a great pressure from their guru, from the whole fraternity, from friends, from elders, from uh, all co-artists, all city artists. They all come and sit very seriously, a very very serious concert. So being on stage, you are participating with a kid. So how? What is the comfort that I can give? Not by cracking jokes. No. Give that comfort through music, and see how he can he can raise to the occasion. That's one. I mean, it's an art by itself. For that, you need to have an open mind to understand, to accept things, not to overpower. Okay, so there are so many things which makes you and which keeps you head low. <laughs> That's very important. For example, one example. One uh, from audience, they ask the main artist to sing some kriti. Sir, you can't do it. Pardon me, sir. He can openly say, "I don't know." Then I get the idea. I don't know. I will sing in the next concert. Okay, that is acceptable, isn't it? Now the vocalist started singing a song which the mudangist doesn't know. Can he keep the mudangam upright and say, "I don't know this kriti"? That's where. You have to be a very intelligent player of the art form. You have to be very intelligent player of the art form. Okay, I mean, my elders used to tell, when you play a kriti which you don't know, first instantly you will tell one ballet. Why? Anna. That gives a signal to the vocalist that you are not new to that kriti. First thing that comforts him. Though you are under pressure, don't let him be comfortable. Give him some comfort by saying bale. One bale will will convey that oh oh. So my mother just held it somewhere. So he is comfortable. Just give him that comfort. Why not? Okay, these are the. One technique that we tend to, while playing on stage, yes, you have to be a good observer of your artist. Now, he will start one kriti and look at you, and I will be dazed at looking at him. How the concert will go for you? For that, audience will certainly cannot enjoy that, and the concert, the whole concert will go down. 
which eventually will affect. So there are so many subtle things, sensitive things which you have to follow. So the moment you don't know, say one bale. Aha. Say that and see. Like, like um, if I cook a dish, the moment you put in mouth, I know how it will be. You will suffer. But the moment you give a smiling face and you say, aha, that pacifies my ego. No? <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> Later you can throw it into the dustbin. That's a different thing. But, <laughs> okay, it's just like that. <laughs> so there are so many plus and uh, plus and minus and you need to adjust. Okay, you need to be very sensitive. How important is it for the students or even artists to practice introspection? Very, very important. Depending on the level of commitment. First thing, depending on the level of commitment, if, they, if a student is really committed, he wants to do a journey within, he can start, it will start after 10 years, not before that. He may say, I have this much exposure to music, I have this much experience, but age also will count a significant role because the journey within to start that if an artist is a student can be a student if he can be if he can listen to everyone with an open mind if he accepts his colleagues music also then he can start his journey will start do you think the first thing will happen instantly that's where the journey within will take time because you need to have so much of openness so much of acceptance so much of listening experience and a little contribution also what is my contribution to the field? That also should happen something. Then the journey happens on its own. Otherwise, it's tough. Many may say, I am, ex I am experienced 30 years, 50 years I am catering day. So we keep listening to these words. Audience coming and telling us, we are listening for the last 50 years. I am going to beach from my from the day I was born till today. Does it mean I can cry? I can swim in the ocean? It has a different art form. Okay. Going to ocean, enjoying waves doesn't mean I can take a ride on ocean. No. Okay. It has a different dimension. So, you need to surrender yourself. But surrendering with acceptance, surrendering with acceptance will allow you to start your journey 
You were trained under able gurus like Sri Ramachandra Murthy, V. S. Swami, and Sri V. Narasimhan. How have your gurus influenced your journey as a teacher? In um, in art form, gurus plays major role. In everyone's journey, like there are four phases. Four phases of things which in which one which allows one to become a musician. Learning and then listening over sadhana and then your overall understanding of music. For all these four, if you take twenty-five, 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 twenty-five marks, after after get, if you are hundred out of it, you can be a musician. Successful or not successful is a different thing, because for everyone the software is same. These four things have to happen to everybody. Whereas gurus, when it comes to gurus, it's even more. I mean. Uh, Gurus should influence the student for good because inspiration is one of the major role plays major role in this art form. So inspiration, I may I may have uh, I may get inspired by some musician whom. i don't have any connection it doesn't make any difference it may allow me to sit for practice for some more time but if i get if i am inspired by my guru it helps it has a direct connection it allow it allows me to surpass so many hurdles with ease and also But what to say? I mean, it is the duty of guru to inspire the students. Those who can inspire students only should become gurus. Otherwise, they can otherwise uh, they can remain teachers. Teacher need not inspire the student, whereas guru should inspire. In my opinion, okay. so my gurus say it is the gurus who chose the next gurus ramchandra murthy sir he got a job in university so while leaving i asked him where should i go he joined me under swami sir later swami sir got a job over a period of time then i asked him sir where should i go he joined me under so it is my gurus who chose my rest of the gurus not me who chose okay so it happened like that and i am very lucky to have gurus who are great who has got great influence on me i am very lucky in that usually the parents play a significant role in the journey of an artist for parents who already have knowledge about the art form 
it becomes easier to take the right decisions and guide their children but we also see examples where the parents do not have any know how about the art form but nevertheless they want to support their children to pursue it what would be your advice to parents in that phase how can they learn to make the right choices while guiding their child yeah see i should tell you one thing this current generation parents in one word i salute them for their commitment for their dedication although they don't perform they want to see their child go attend the class get something play something let him get something the kind of commitment and i uh, i have seen parents driving miles 40 50 miles for a class for a one hour class they drive for 40 50 miles and bring back the child and they'll be waiting outside sometimes in the parking lot sometimes in the car sometimes somewhere so the kind of commitment that uh, the current generation parents and uh, in form of supporting the child is way too much in my childhood it used to be right ne avurukitta ne poitu va you just go and come they used to leave it like that whereas today's parents have i mean the most of the parents whom i see they miss their musical journey for some or the other reason because of academics because of some transfers happening here and there or missing some great gurus being nearby at the later part of their life once they have some their son or daughter the way they support us enormous in fact i have a couple of students who shifted from abroad came all the way and settled in india to make his son professional so in this the commitment of parents the level of commitment of the child towards the art form and how much guru can inspire the student these three play key role because with today's technology anybody can reach anybody okay anybody can reach anybody with a touch of button when it is like that it is more easy for the student to learn from whom they like so that's it so the important i mean the parents uh, though there are some family in their family there may not be any musical genius prior a kid who is born in that of course of course many of my students come from nil background no background of music but they all play beautifully fantastic and all their parents they are all very happy they all come and tell sir 
we we never had that the privilege whereas my kid has got please bless me yes there are many that's why a big salute to all the parents undoubtedly for their enormous support for children to successfully evolve as artists it would not just take supportive parents and a proficient teacher but they would also need a healthy and cordially functioning ecosystem in this regard what should be the ideal relationship between the teacher and the parents in nurturing the child together yeah see first of all both parents and guru first of all the guru should allow the student to go and listen to every concept he shouldn't put a condition no no you shouldn't go to the the tv and also parents should understand the importance of listening at the time of grooming they may i mean his kid his, their kid may not be playing a concert but they shouldn't say ah today he has got work so he has got some assignment it's very easy to say and escape but you never know how much it is very how much it plays a big role in the growth of a student to make him listen it's a triangular series i can say it's a three dimensional focus parents guru and student all three should focus on one thing for the betterment of the student so for that student also should support parents also support guru should support then yeah things fall in place pretty easy yes yeah i mean uh, you may say today's generation kids are busy that i have many students who plays 5 to 7 hours a day practices yes i am very proud to say that you believe that addition is a part of tradition you are known for constantly evolving and creating a distinctive style of playing rudangam you are also known for designing a much more practically convenient bag to carry the rudangam can you talk about some other similar works and initiatives of yours see uh, that's what i mean like a designer rudangam like this let me show you this is a nandi called designer rudangam Hope you can see Nandi. Yes. With a trishulam. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is one one of my around forty plus mudangams. <laughs> see, basically in those days the mudangams used to have a cloth around. It's basically mainly because of playing in temples and also. the leather straps which are tightened both sides with and which used to be all around the mudangam and also we used to keep our i mean we still keep mudangam on our leg so there used to be skin contact direct so in order to avoid they brought i think i think that could be the reason to bring a cloth in between Whereas the law of physics says cloth is a bad conductor, wood is a good conductor. 
So that's why we use all instruments with wood. So, and uh, cloth used to dampen the sound. And I had that feeling that I, oh, out of all instruments, why Mridangam is covered with the cloth, which is dampening the sound. So, I always uh, had that uh, in back of my mind and uh, when I see, when I I came across with this mutton bolt one day, that opened up the whole thinking process. Yeah, that allowed uh, the both right and left to be not connected and also the empty space in between. I don't want to leave it. I mean, in Indian Indian mindset, wherever you have space, you fill it with some design. That's how we do. We don't leave the space as such. <laughs> Anything empty, we fill it. <laughs> that's what. That worked well for me. That's it. <laughs> so, initially I used to carve it. And this is the, that one such initial design. I used to carve it. Now I do painting. So there are some, I mean, the evolution happens. Yes. And I'm very happy that the world has accepted. And nowadays, many, many, many musicians are using this. Many are playing without that cloth glaive. So that the sound of the Mridangam also has increased and it is giving more rounded sound than the dampened one. Yeah. My final uh, question to you, Satishji. What would be your advice to those who would want to take up art as a profession, either as a teacher or as a performer? See, to be a teacher, first, I request every teacher to have a discipline in becoming a teacher. He should have at least the journey of music of at least 10 to 15 years. Then become a teacher. I mean, don't learn under me for two days and start teaching someone else. Don't do that. Because you, you yourself, you are not equipped with the basics. You will be giving a wrong guidance to another student, another brilliant student you could be. So being teachers, they should take kind of oath kind of thing that at least they should work in music, at least serious music for 10 years. They should know how to, how things happen in a concert. Because when it comes to a student, you have to give him everything that is possible. You need to nurture him with everything, huh? You cannot just teach him Sarali Varasai or Janta Varasai and say, go to next guru. No. So, the student wants to become a professional singer. Then, being a non-trained guru, how can you teach? Yes, there, it certainly demands, it is an art to teach. Not everyone can perform. In the same way, not everyone can teach. It is an art by itself. It is definitely an art by itself. That too, depending on caliber of the student. 
depending on the caliber of student to teach is really it is much more uh, tougher than a performance a performance means always i am i'm free to play anything and everything and i said this is how i came today i can say that whereas from one student to other student it differs it varies a lot that's why i i mean i normally teach one at a time i don't teach group classes no because i always believe that a kid can be more open to his guru when he is alone if two three students are there some kids may not be may not be more open and also if one kid is brighter he will tend to pull others also others may not be in a position to take it but by god's grace yes i teach one at a time one student at a time and they always they come with such fantastic they were so open to me see that's where the growth lies so teachers and yes teachers should understand the importance of learning first to them then they can teach yes and that is the only and also for students of course there are four things one can do in music learning listening practice performance i want every student to enjoy in all four this is precisely what i teach even my students if you are learning music enjoy enjoy learning enjoy listening it it, it is a great it is very tough to enjoy listening to others music don't ever think everything is easy no but enjoy learning enjoy listening enjoy practice enjoy performance because growth comes when you are open if you are freezed and if you are tensed your music won't come out so just relax and music is meant for enjoyment so enjoy that's all and thank you very much once again thanks very much for the wonderful opportunity to share some of my thoughts hope uh hope students whoever get to listen to this will take something out of it and uh, i wish them bright future thank you thank you satish ji for uh, agreeing to come on our platform and uh, sharing yeah. such uh, giving your time and sharing uh, such meaningful insights anything any day for students That concludes our 7th episode of season 3 Vistara. I hope you found this conversation with Guru Patri Satish Kumar interesting and inspiring. Catch you all soon with our next episode on Indian Entrepreneur Podcast. To know more about our work, log on to our website kalatapasya.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram for quick updates. Have a good day. Kalatapasya